Amen. You may be seated today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. I want to look at a very exciting verse today. Man, I tell you, Marty last week knocked it out of the park. That message on communion, if you were not here and did not, uh, weren't able to listen to the message, go back on the podcast and listen to that message. It's an incredible message and teaching on communion of understanding what we already have in Christ Jesus. Communion is not a ritual. It's not something that we just go through on autopilot. It's a thing that when we partake, we are reminding ourselves about what Christ has done. So I want to encourage you, if, you've not, if you weren't here, if you've not heard that message, go back and listen to it. Again, it's a powerful message. Over the past several weeks, we've been talking about living life by the Spirit. Because it's the Spirit-filled life that leads us to our Spirit-filled destiny. Now, I want to say this real fast because we have a tendency to think of church in a compartmentalized way. We have a tendency to think this church thing is just kind of this thing I do on Sunday or occasionally when I read the Word of God, and it's just kind of my ticket to heaven, and that's really all that it is. Listen, the Spirit-filled life is not just about you being able to understand gifts of the Spirit or, or all those things, though all those things are amazing and powerful. The Spirit-filled life is in our natural lives, God putting His super upon our natural, so supernatural and extraordinary things happen in the lives of a believer. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Sometimes because we're in this world, we're affected by this world. Sometimes sickness comes on us. Sometimes there's challenges that we have in finances and different things going on. But every challenge is an opportunity for God to show up strong. So I want to remind you that the Spirit-filled life is something that all followers of Christ should be passionately committed to. All followers of Christ including everyone here today, should be passionately committed to. Amen? So while we must never lose sight of who God is and what Christ has done for us and who we are in Christ, we have to know where to keep our eyes focused. Where do we keep our eyes focused? On Christ and who we are hidden in Christ Jesus. We can never lose sight of that. Every time I'm talking about things that you need to do, you need to recognize I'm not asking you to focus on you. I'm asking you to focus on Christ and who you are in Christ. But we need to understand how to live life by the Spirit. I wish God would make us live life by the Spirit. Wouldn't that be awesome you surrendered your life to Him and you're wanting to go wrong and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit grabs you and you start going this way? How'd that happen? Well, the Holy Spirit just made me live the Spirit-filled life. Would that not be incredible? But it doesn't happen. He's not going to force us. Because Christ isn't going to force us to walk in all of the things that he has provided for you. He's given us a free will to live however we want. He has. He's given us a free will. We get to live however we want. However, the abundant life that he has for you is found in living your life according to the word of God. So while the blessings and the favor of the Lord are available to all of his children, it's only those who are flowing with God's spirit. That means that we actually believe the word of God. Do you believe the word of God today? It means that you have faith in the word of God. Those are the people that are going to see the full results of his favor and blessing in their lives. Flowing with God's spirit is like river rafting. I don't know if you've ever done this, but it's like river rafting. You position yourself to flow with the direction of the river. To to flow with what the Word of God says, not against it like some people do. 
There are people, there are Christians who are walking upstream against God's word and then they wonder why life's so difficult. The stream of the word of God says to forgive people, even those people that have done you wrong. And what we say is, you don't understand what they did to me. Right? The Bible says to be kind to your enemies. Y'all got some enemies? You don't know what they did to me. The word of God says, by his stripes, you are healed, or you were healed. But we go upstream and say, God, I just don't believe that, and I'm just, I'm going to go do everything I know how to do. And they make life incredibly difficult. See, life is much more effortless when you're flowing with the river. Have you discovered that? There's still some effort, but your effort is to get yourself in the sweet spot of the river. See, that's why it's good to have a guide when you're river rafting. Someone who has gone down the river before, who is able to guide you to help you avoid the rough places. So that when you're starting to paddle a little close to the shore, he knows around the corner there's some big old rocks you're about ready to run into. And so he starts saying, hey, no, 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 let's move over in the center of the stream. What we can do if we're a little rebellious is this guy doesn't have an idea what he's talking about. It looks so smooth over here. It's awesome over here. That looks more difficult over there. He's helped there to guide you to help avoid the dangerous places. That's why we need to let God be our guide. That's why we need to let the Word of God be our guide. To know and understand, to read the Word of God so that we can put away the childish things that are holding us back. When we recognize things in our life that aren't in alignment with the Word of God... We have to understand that those wrong behaviors are keeping you and I from walking in our destiny. God's not. He's still for you, still cheering for you, still loves you unconditionally. But our behaviors many times are keeping us from walking in the destiny that God has for us. See, many of you recognize that God has a great destiny on your life. I hope if you've been here long enough, you know that. Because I want to speak to your destiny all the time. I want you to understand that God has a great destiny for your life. That he's given you some great hopes and dreams. But you're going to need to understand God's word to understand his purpose and plan for your life. To walk in the life that God has for your life. Because God isn't going to give you more than you can handle. He's not going to bless you more than you can handle. Not because he doesn't want you to have it. But because he knows that if he is going to give you all of the things that he desires to bless you with, promotion, larger responsibilities, more income, he, he knows that some of those things could potentially crush you. So let me show you this from God's word this morning, and I want to look at this verse in Jeremiah, and I want to look at some of our behaviors that may be keeping you and I from walking in the spirit-filled life. And as I talk today about our behaviors, let me remind you again, our behaviors are what we see in our peripheral vision, because our eyes are on Christ. Our eyes are on ourselves hidden in Christ, and who we are in Christ Jesus. So Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5, if you have it there, it says, if you have run with footmen... And they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? If you've run with the footmen, if you're out running with other guys, and they have wore you out, why would you jump up and get yourself in a horse race? Right? I mean, I want to break down this verse so that we can apply it because, listen, if you're tired from running with short legged humans, don't get into a horse race because you don't have the strength to run at that level. 
See, when you start telling God, you know what, I'm sick of this. God, this job I've got, I can't handle it. Lord, this relationship I'm in, God, I want out. I'm tired of it. What you are telling God is, I am not ready for promotion. Because if you're getting wore out at the level of the footman, what do you think is going to happen when you start running with horses? You have to master the footman race so that when you get into the horse race, you're ready to run with horses. See, here's the problem. There are people who want promotion without process. When I talk about the blessing of the Lord, oh yeah, ooh, I want promotion, but I don't want the process that I have to walk through to get the promotion. See, the reason why some want promotion is because they have no self-esteem. So they want crowd esteem so that they can feel good about themselves. And if they think if they get promoted high enough, if they get enough financial blessings or whatever it would be, that people will like them, and then maybe they will like themselves. See, you've got it backwards. You've got to like yourself first. You've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Because if you don't like yourself first, you'll never like other people. But when you start liking yourself, you'll become excellent in everything that you do. Because you like yourself, when you put your hand to something, you're saying, my handprints are on this. I'm going to do the very best that I can. It means that I'm going to show up to work on time. It means that if my boss asks me to do A, I'm going to do A plus B. I'm going to go the extra mile because I like myself. I know who I am. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. See, if you know that God is for you, You'll know that no family member, no boss, no demon in hell can keep you from God's destiny. Because you're resting in the process that God is allowing you to go through. Because of that, you'll find greatness because you've mastered smallness. Right now, it's just a little bit of doubt and fear and unbelief about these little small problems that I'm going with. But God, I trust you with them. Suddenly, you're graduated, and now you're able to be over more responsibilities, and now, God, I'm going to trust you with this also. You'll find greatness because you've mastered smallness. But listen, if you're weary with smallness at the level you're at right now, and you're tired all the time, and you can't focus, what are you going to do with greatness when the pressure is much greater? See, Pam and I had to learn this in pastoring the church. Because there were times when things that go wrong in the church, some of you are going to be so surprised by this, but there are actually things that go wrong in a church. There are some people here today that don't like other people in this room. Things happen sometimes. Things go wrong. And, and what used to happen is when that would go wrong, we'd be, oh, oh God, I thought you loved us. I thought you called us to this. Why is this happening to us? I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I know they're not, but I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible, right? And we finally had to realize that, man, just sometimes bad things happen. And sometimes you've got some people in your life that even good people act squirrely from time to time. And we finally learned, had to learn how to just rest and say, God, we're trusting you with it. Can I tell you now things that used to devastate us when we were a couple of years ago don't devastate us like they used to anymore. Now we're getting to where it's, oh, is that it? All right, let's go. What else we got to do? Now, but can I tell you, now I'm facing some new levels. Some new levels, there's new devils. But can I tell you, it's because we're making a larger impact. We're making a larger impact on our city. So, again, 
What are you going to do with greatness when, when the pressure is at the level you're at right now is so great? How are you going to deal with the pressure when it gets greater? See, God wants to grow your capacity. He wants to grow your ability to be able to handle some stuff. See, you're asking for more and you haven't mastered less. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 25, gives us a great understanding of this. He said, the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Here's the result. I will therefore make you a ruler over many things. Look at that. Notice that you've been faithful over a few things. When that happens, there's a promotion to the next level where you become ruler over many things. See, the problem is, is too many people are trying to be ruler over the many and they haven't been faithful with the few. You're so busy reaching out to their future that they have neglected what they've been given right now. Y'all hearing me today? You're, you're so busy trying to progress that you are neglecting where you're at right now. But that's not how you progress. You must master where you are. You must master that financial issue and be able to trust God with your finances. You must master that relationship issue, quit trying to wait for the other person to change, and control yourself so that you can go to the next level. You've got to master where you are and then you get promoted to where you're going. You don't neglect where you are trying to reach out to where you're going and think that that's the way you're going to progress. Because if you're sloppy yesterday and you're sloppy today, chances are pretty good you're going to be sloppy tomorrow. But if you learn how to do great things in small places, you're going to do great things in larger places and you'll be great every step of the way. See, the reason why you're not going to the next level, the reason why you're not getting the promotion, the, why, the reason why you're not seeing those things, some things show up in your life, is because you're not making the practice. See, you can't play in the Super Bowl if you don't make the practice. Even if you're the Super Bowl MVP player, Von Miller, he still has to make the practice. See, you can't stand on the podium and win the gold medal in the Olympics if you don't make the practice. See, if you don't see God's glory through the practice of rehearsal, you won't see God's glory in recital. See, of course, the recital or the production, as we have around here, is that wonderful big event where everyone claps when you perform. And the rehearsal is that private, painful thing where you struggle to get it all together. And there's no one there to clap at all. Can you practice? Can you prepare without applause? See, this is the problem for those of you that are building and believing. You know that you really have a purpose and you really feel the pull of destiny on your life. You need to be patient with the process. You need to be patient as you're walking through the process because if you want the promise or want the results of success right now instead of going through the process, you'll compromise the rehearsal time and you'll buy the tuxedo. Now you look like something that you're not. It's the wrong focus. Could it be that your spiritual life has stagnated because you're sad? Your SADD, you have spiritual attention deficit disorder? Could it be? See, you haven't given attention to your walk with God and what it takes to walk in the abundant life. 
That doesn't mean that God hasn't blessed you with it. It doesn't mean that you're not called to it. But you're starving your destiny of the attention that it needs for you to progress. For you to be committed to the spirit-filled destiny that God has for your life. See, Jesus was fully committed. That's why he was able to do all that he needed to do in his life in 33 years. He was fully committed. He picked people who were fully committed. Everyone Jesus called to ministry was working. Listen, if you need to get something done in your office, find someone busy and give it to them. They'll get it done. People that are busy seem to always be able to get things done, but people that aren't can't get anything done. Jesus didn't pick anyone who was laid off or looking for a job. He interrupted people who were working at something. And he said, if you'll follow me, I'm going to take you to the next level. How many of you in your life with Jesus are ready to go to the next level? You see, the next level isn't foreign from this level. It's an escalation of the process that was already in motion. Peter, you've been casting your nets out there and catching fish. You've been teaching other fishermen to how to catch fish. I'm getting ready to make you fishers of men. The result will be different, the effort will be different, but the process is still the same. You're still going to be teaching other people. You're still going to be throwing out your net. You're still going to be bringing in the catch, but instead of catching fish, you're going to catch souls. Listen, and this is really important this morning. Of course, everything I'm saying is important, but this is really important. Your future is in some way kin or connected to your past. Say that again. Your future is in some way kin or connected to your past. See, everything that you're ever going to be, you are in another form. You are the acorn of an oak tree. An acorn doesn't look like an oak tree. In fact, it doesn't remotely look like it will ever have branches or leaves or be productive. An acorn is just a nut. But everything that oak tree is, is in the acorn, even though it hasn't produced it yet. So everything that acorn will ever be is already in the nut. And everything that you will ever be is already in you right now. Your destiny is already in you. It's why you get so discontent sometimes, because your destiny is just wanting to get out of you. Listen to this. And the best people to be around are people who see it in you. The best people to be around are people that see it in you. The best way for us to be around other people is to see it in them. Call forth the tree all the time. Even when you don't look like a tree yet. See, I'm not looking for someone that sees me as a nut. I'm looking for someone in my life who sees me as an oak tree. All of that was in me while people were stepping over me and stepping around me and stepping past me. All that you see coming out of me now was in me when you said I look like a nut. The destiny that God has put in you will bring out the tree out of you. Even though you look like a nut, God has placed a tree inside of you. What is it that's in you? Do you know what's in you? Do you know what God says about what's in you? Pastor Richie, how do, I, how do I discover that? By reading and studying the Word of God. By hearing the Word of God, showing up on Sundays. 
Never missing a Sunday because you can't wait to hear what God says about you. Having a quiet time as consistently as possible because you can't wait to open up what the inheritance that you have in Christ Jesus is. But Pastor Richie, I really don't have time. You don't know what my schedule's like. Really? You know, that's the equivalent to taking a trip, not knowing how to get there, but not taking the time to look at a road map. All the guys said, ouch, right? Didn't want to look for directions, didn't want to ask questions, right? How valuable are you? How do you believe that you're one day going to discover God's will? Do you think he's going to slap you around till you get his will? Aren't you worth investing in? Aren't you worth an understanding all that's inside of you? Aren't you, isn't it worth understanding who your God is at a higher level? Listen today, I'm not talking about the issue of salvation. I'm talking about the issue of the abundant life. I'm talking about the issue of greatness in this life. Listen, if you're saying, well, Pastor Richie, I'm not really interested in being great. You should be. Because when you're great, you impact more people. You're going to affect more people. You're going to reach more people with, for the cause of Jesus Christ. People are going to understand things about God because you're in their life. You should be concerned. You're worth investing in. You're worth turning off the news or putting down the paper or getting up 10 minutes earlier so you can get into the Word of God so the Word of God can get into you. So that it'll radically change your life. Not out of legalism. God, if I do this, you're going to love me. He already loves you. I hope you get that settled. But God, because you love me, help me understand how to live the life you called me to live. See, it's not that just people step over you when you're in the acorn stage. Sometimes you step over you. Because you're so busy trying to compete with the trees. To keep, you keep trying to figure out how to bypass the process of an acorn. I'm, I'm talking about the promises out here. And you're, you're not focused right where you're at right now. God, my, my focus is on you. That's who I am. I'm recognizing out here, I'm not lining up with who I am in the word of God. I'm going to make an adjustment on who I am. So you keep trying to bypass the process of the acorn. Give it some time. Give it some water. Give it some sun. Give it some focus and you'll reap a harvest because you're going through a process. Suddenly you'll notice in your life that things are beginning to change. And honestly, sometimes we miss the change. We, we think we're still an acorn because we, we can't see the growth of the, compared to the trees yet. And yet it will step back and remember where we were a year ago. When we were constantly filled with fear. Now we just deal with it every once in a while. Where we constantly used to deal with unbelief. And now it just creeps into our life occasionally. Suddenly you, you'll start recognizing that you're not just an acorn anymore. You're a seedling. Because things are changing. You're now a seedling and it's not what it's going to be, but it's not what it used to be. And until you can appreciate the process of a seedling, you'll never see the tree. Until you can appreciate the process of being a, a smaller tree, you, you're never going to see the full tree. You won't walk out your destiny because everything that you're walking through in your life, God is using. Even things that the devil meant for evil, God is using those things to shape your destiny. Some of you have a life, you have a business, you have a company, you have a family, you have a call on your life, and it's in seedling form. You're not the nut you used to be, but you're not the tree you're going to be. But until you learn how to appreciate where you're at in the process, you won't get the power to evolve to your ultimate destiny. 
You're straining hard to be a tree, but you're starving the seedling. And in the process, you're hindering growth of becoming a tree. And the reason is, is because you're not flourishing and producing where you're currently planted. This is where I'm at in my life. Man, I, I wish I was where that person was. I, I look at their life and there's so much peace in their life. There's so much joy. They have so much faith in God. There's so much confidence in them that you're recon- missing the point that right now where you're at, that's how they got there was because they were here. And they chose to believe at this point. I wish the Christian life was living by your feelings. Man, my feelings get so strong sometimes, don't yours? Man, they are, my emotions sometimes are all over the place. They're trying to guide me. They're trying to lead me. But man, the Christian life is a life of faith. It's confidence in the word of God. Lord, I don't understand that your word says, by your stripes I'm healed, and I don't know why I'm still dealing with this issue. God, your word says that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and I don't know why I'm, I'm dealing with some financial issues right now in my life. If you get planted and say, God, I choose to believe. I intellectually may not fully understand it yet. I emotionally am not anywhere close to grasping it. But God, I choose to believe. I believe, therefore what? I speak. I start declaring it. I start declaring what the word of God says. My feelings want to say something else, but I declare what the word of God says. Because if we don't, we're going to miss opportunities to develop. And what typically happens for us is we give up and say, I guess this really isn't real. I guess it really doesn't apply to our lives today. It was dispensational. It was for the apostles, but it's really not for us today. See, sometimes we're in love with tomorrow that we're neglecting today. And the thing is that when God sees us neglecting, to us neglecting today, he doesn't let us go to our tomorrows yet. You know, the great thing about living the Christian life is the tests that come into our life, you get to retake them. We can be like the children of Israel if we want. We can spend 40 years going around the mountain. Or we can say, enough is enough. I believe what your word says, God. My trust is in you. When we're faithful with the little of where we're at, the little bit of understanding, the little bit of knowledge, the little bit of revelation, it's the thing that opens up the door for more. Because again, until you're faithful over the few, you cannot be ruler over the many. See, until you pass the test when things are smaller, you won't be ready to take the test when things are greater. So we need to stop straining to try to be the tree. Instead, we just need to learn how to abide in the vine. Abide in Christ, connected to him, looking at him. The enemy's trying to distract us with problems and issues and doubt and unbelief. But we just focus on him and we grow where we're at right now. See, if you give attention to the opportunities you've been given, you're going to be promoted to the next level. See, every challenge that you and I face is an opportunity or a test to let us know if we're ready for the next level. What are you believing God for that you haven't seen the results of yet? Are we going to stand firm? Or are we going to give up? Are we going to stand firm or are we going to gripe and complain and say, God, why again, why again? See, that's why the Apostle Paul said that we are to fight the good fight of faith. You, you have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, available to you. 
that every time the enemy comes, you get the opportunity to pull out that sword and beat him back. When the enemy's trying to steal stuff for you, it's not time to roll over and say, okay, I guess that's God's will for my life. It's time to stand up and use what the Word of God says. See, our flesh wants to capitulate and give in and live by what we feel rather than living by the Word of God. But let me proclaim to every one of you that are here this morning that are children of God, God has an amazing destiny for your life. I don't care what your past has looked like. I don't care what you've walked through. I don't care what you messed up this weekend. God has an amazing destiny for your life. And he's made that destiny plain for us in his word. His word is available for you and I to make a choice to say, I'm going to believe it and I'm going to receive it. I'm going to believe God what your word says and I'm going to receive what your word says and take hold of every promise that God has provided for you. Most of you are aware that my son is, said I wasn't going to say this so I wouldn't cry. Can you all laugh with me for just a second? Thank you. <laughs> um, right now my son's dealing with an autoimmune issue and, and it's affecting his hair and, and he's had to shave his head and, and stuff. And You know, this last week I've had to really sit back and go, what do I believe? What do I really believe about the word of God? And I'm telling you, it didn't take me very long to say, I believe that by his stripes we're healed. In, in, the, mornings, in the mornings for a while I've been taking communion because I, I love to reconnect with what God has given me and what God has promised me. This week we started doing it as a family. Because you see, this is an opportunity. There's something that the devil meant for evil. We're going to see God do something supernatural. We're going to be able to stand upon his word and upon his promises. That's why I'm saying to us today that we've got to fight the good fight of faith. When the enemy has come in like a flood, we raise up the standard. What's the standard? The word of God against it. We believe the word of God. We stand strong in the word of God. See, if if you're going to do that, you're going to enlarge your capacity. You're not going to tire just when you're running with footmen at this level. And you're going to be able to handle running at a greater level, running with horsemen. And when you do, you're going to break through every barrier. You're going to overcome every obstacle and defeat every enemy in your path. And because you're faithful, where you're planted right now, God is going to make you a ruler over many things. It's a life of faith. It's a life of faith. And there's a responsibility on us. I wish, again, God would make us do things but he allows you and I to walk in so that we can grow and develop. And I want to pray over us today. If you don't mind bowing your head and closing your eyes. I want to pray over those of you, first of all, that you're a little weary in some of the fight you've been against. There's some financial issues. There's some relationship issues. There's some health issues. There's some emotional depression trying to come in, and you're just weary today. And you're tired. I'm saying, Pastor Richie, I can't go on. I can't do it anymore. I'm just tired. I want to pray over you today. This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit amarillofellowship.com.